Hello, my name is Akeem Brown, and this is Akeem's Dream Show. You may be wondering what the hell this podcast is about, I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, all I know is when I got a lot of ideas in my 20s, I wrote them down. And in every episode, I'm going to try to unpack one of these ideas and theories, as well as interview people I find really fascinating. Ideas about the end of sobriety, suborbital travel, NFTs, salt and pepper, and really anything else that I find that tickles my fancy. So strap in for a fun ride, and I hope you learn something new. Let's take it up a notch. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And today we're going to be talking about beer sales. Beer, beer, beer. Duff man can't breathe. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Beer, beer, the wonderful drink. The more you drink, the less you think. The less you think, the better you feel. So let's have beer at every meal. Your favorite drink, my favorite drink, beer. Could be a lager, could be a pale ale. Could be a nice crispy brown ale. Getting fired up here, I must admit. I'm a little buzzed. In preparation for this episode, I decided to have a few wobbly pops myself. There's a lot of names for beer, isn't there? Wobbly pops, uh, the juice, uh, brewskis, whatever you want to call them. Liquid courage. Maybe that's why beer is so prevalent around the world. It's giving people courage for millennia. If you don't have courage, you get a few wobbly pops in you. Get a few, get a few ice cool Coors Light in you. And all of a sudden, you can speak Swahili or you can speak Klingon and go talk to that girl, go talk to that guy, whatever it is you are into. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're talking about beer sales talking about the history of beer, talking about the sales of beer, why it's so prevalent in society, uh, where it's going, where it's been, the most popular beers, the most popular styles. I, I couldn't help but make this episode, I must admit. I drink a lot of beer, not a lot, but you know, maybe three, four pints during the week in the summertime. And I don't know, it's a, sense, it's, it's a place of comfort for me. When I have a nice cold, there's nothing like a nice cold beer on a plus 30 day. I don't know what, I don't care what anybody else says. There's nothing that can beat that. You know, you just cut the grass. It's about 32 degrees outside. You go tarps off and you crack a cold one. I mean, that's heaven on earth. Can we not agree? But let's just go kind of break this down one by one. Beer is almost, well, it's purportedly one of the oldest recipes known to mankind. Uh, there's a lot of reports that vary that it goes back as far as 5,000. Some people say 3,000 in ancient Sumeria were the Sumerians. And yeah, it goes way back. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it was a drink, drinking, drank. Is it drank or drinking? Instead of water. And I mean, the process of making beer makes it a little cleaner than, I don't know, any kind of water you'd find in a stream or a pond, depending on what stream or pond you're getting your water from. But it made it a little cleaner naturally, right? Uh, but here's a few fun facts about beer. The Slavic word beer came from the verb to drink. And beer is the most widely consumed alcoholic beverage on the planet. More than wine, more than whiskey, as sad as it is for me. But I have no problem with it. If, if something has to beat whiskey, I'd, ra- I'd rather it be beer than wine. Thank the Lord. But yeah, that's the case with beer. 
It's the widest, it's the most uh, consumed alcoholic beverage on the planet. The oldest brewery dates back to 1040, going on almost a thousand years ago. Speaking of beer sales, the most expensive beer to date is Alsop's Arctic Ale, retailing at $503,300. Okay, this beer was brewed in 1875 for an Antarctic expedition, and it's a collector's item. So if you got about a half a mil in the bank and you want to wiretap that shit, you can get yourself this pint. Maybe sh- maybe shotgun it for the fuck. The strongest beer in the world has a strength of 67.5 ABV. Okay, it was created in 2017 by Scottish brewery Brewmeister. Of course, I can't believe that <laughs> that's not an American brand. But the beer called the beer is called Snake Venom. Of course, it's called Snake Venom. If you drink anything with more than 50% ABV, especially a beer, I bet you're you're you're. <laughs> that's a one drink drunk equation. If you're a lightweight, you have a sip of this and you're gonna be blackout. And uh, obviously, everyone knows about Germany, Oktoberfest, the big, the world's largest kind of beer and. Uh, beer and wine festival traveling fair fun fair whatever i can't wait it's actually one on one of my hit lists one of my uh things to do before i croak is to go to the oktoberfest while we're on this trivia stuff i thought i'd run through the top 10 uh consumption per capita of beer in the world okay and this is in liters per year the czech republic taps in at about per person 188.6 188.6 liters per year. Okay, the Czech Republic. The Czech can throw it back. Austria, number two. This is all Central Europe, okay? Austria is number two. They 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 throw it back uh, to the tune of 107.8 liters per year per person. Romania is 103.100.3 liters per year. Germany is 99 liters per year. Poland at number five is 97.7 liters per year. Nambia, I don't even know where that is, is 95.5 liters per year. Ireland, Ireland is 92.9 liters per year. Okay, at number eight, Spain is 88.8 liters per per year. I would have thought that Spain was more of like a wine place, but there you go. Croatia, okay, Croatia Per year is 85.5 liters per per capita. Okay, so that's quite a bit of booze, quite a bit of beer. And then running up the top 10 is Latvia at 81.4 liters per year. Surprisingly enough, I thought me and my fellow Canucks up here in the great white north of Canada would be in the top 10, but we're sadly not. Uh, we are at number 36. So we got we got some work. We got some ground to make up there, my fellow Canadians. Also, America. I would have thought America would be in the top 10, but it's really all Europe. So if you want to have a good beer, or if you want to drink, if you want a beer drinking buddy, you got to go to Europe. Got to go to Europe. Okay, the most popular beers in America. America. Number one, this is also kind of strange. I'm getting this, I'm getting this from tasteatlas.com. So who knows what kind of data this is, but number one is Guinness. As far as popularity, not by sales. This is the most popular. 
done by surveys, okay? So just because it's the most popular doesn't mean it sells the most. It just says, hey, people like this. But I think that if you were to kind of round it out, you look at the holidays, right? You look at the 4th of July and then St. Paddy's Day. St. Paddy's Day is synonymous with Irish culture, Irish bars, and Guinness beer. So I don't think any other beer has an entire holiday allocated to itself. I think that's why maybe Guinness is number one as far as the most popular beers in America go. So number one is Guinness. Number two is Heineken. Number three is Corona. You'll notice something. The most popular beers in America, the top three aren't even American, right? Guinness is Irish. Heineken is Bel is Belgium, I think. And Corona is Mexico. Number four, finally, an American brand here. Samuel Adams is number four. Budweiser, old Budweiser, is number five. Blue Moon is number six. Coors, the banquet beer, is number seven. Miller, it's Miller time, is number eight. Corona Extra, wow, Corona made this list twice, is number nine. And then the Modelo, which I think is also Mexican, is number 10. So that's interesting. Top three or four beers on the top 10 beers uh, as far as popular beers in America aren't even American. The five most popular beer, beer, the five most popular beer styles in the world. Now, if I was to ask you, hey, what's your favorite kind of beer? Sometimes you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. What I mean by that is how is it made, right? There's a lot, there's a, literally hundreds of ways to make beer, but the five most common ways. So if you were to order a beer at a bar, they're not going to make a style that doesn't really sell well. They're going to base it off what the best sales of beers are. And here are the top five styles, which means that the top five beers in the world are going to correlate with the top five styles. So here we go. The top five most popular beer styles in the world. Number one is lagers. Okay, so these are the... <laughs> uh, you ever heard the joke, what's the difference between uh, fucking in a canoe... And American domestic beers. It's fucking close to water. <laughs> I think that was from uh, Monty Python. But uh, yeah, lagers, right? You got your Budweiser's, your freaking Molson's, your Kokanee's. It's essentially a rice beer. It's just, it's 99% water and then a few grains of rice. Uh, so that's lagers. They're unoffensive, crisp, clean, to the point, right? You, if you order a beer at a restaurant and you don't specify, they're just going to give you a lager around the world because it's the most popular kind. Number two is a Pilsner, right? Number three is my personal favorite as a pale ale. I like pale ales a lot. Number four is a stout, okay? And this is in the entire world, the top five styles of beer. Number four is a stout. And number five is an India pale ale, otherwise known as an IPA. A lot of you guys like IPAs, okay? Jerkface, if you're from Alberta, Jerkface 9000 is very popular. Long Shadows, Blind Man, that's very popular. I, I like those as well. They're very hoppy, a lot of hops in it. And there's a lot of urban legends going around about how that started where the uh, British, uh, when they were uh, taking over India, they would bring their beer over there and hop it up to spice up their, their lagers uh, with the Indian spices and during the fermentation process, it ended up becoming an India pale ale. So it was a pale ale until it got to India, and then they spiced it up. It's probably not, it's probably not true, but I like the story. Here are the highest-selling beer brands worldwide. Number one, 
Can you guess what it is? I'll give you a second. I know you have a thought in your head. I'll let you think about it. Number one is Bud Light. There's a cold bud with your name on it. Man, Bud Light does a lot of advertising. Anheuser-Busch, yeah, they've been around for a while. In 2017, they shipped 33 million barrels of beer, okay? And their market share is 15.4%, and this is 2017, which is wild. You think about the the the, the, beer, the entire beer market around the world, it's multi-billions of dollars. So you can do the math, whatever 15% of that is. They're doing extremely well. And that's just that's just one category. They have Budweiser. They have their regular. They have all their flavors of Bud. They have now seltzers. So just Bud Light by itself is doing extremely well. And you'll notice a, you'll notice a consistency here too. During the 80s and the 70s, a lot of these trends with diet Pepsi and diet Coke and diet this and low sugar this and low fat this. Not low sugar, sorry. They switched the fat for sugar, but it was always low fat, right? So everyone started getting health conscious and these beer brands pivoted, these domestic beer brands, and they started calling everything light. So you'll notice that the highest selling beer brands in the world are kind of riding that wave from the 70s and 80s. So number one is Bud Light. Number two is Coors Light. Okay. Uh, so the parent company is Molson Coors. So Molson Canadian uh, branded or partnered, merged with Coors Light in the States brewing company. And uh, their market share is mm, around 4.1%. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's 7.7%. Okay. And in 2017, Coors Light shipped out 16.5 million barrels of beer. Barrels of beer. Number three is Budweiser. Wow. So Budweiser is the king of beers for a reason. Okay. That's their slogan, I think. King of beers. And they, they kind of deserve that title based on sales alone. Because they have they have one beer that does 15, 15.4% of the beer market. And then they have another beer, their regular Budweiser, not Bud Light, but just regular Budweiser, that does 6.2% of the beer market. That is fucking crazy. So 13.3 million barrels shipped in 2017. Wow. It's pretty impressive. So number one. Bud Light, number two, this is just based on sales. Number two, Coors Light, number three, Budweiser, okay? And this might have changed now because of 2017 stats and it's now 2021. But uh, still, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think based on the, the the lead these guys have on the market that it's going to change anytime soon. And the amount of marketing these guys do too is nuts. Number four is Miller Light, okay? Miller Light, it's Miller time. Market share is 6.1%. Uh, 13.1 million barrels shipped in 2017. Number five on this list of top five selling beers is Corona Extra. Okay, barrels shipped in 2016 is uh, 2017 is 8.7 million, and their market share is 4.1 percent. So now it get we have to go to number five to get to the only beer outside of America that made the top five. So that's pretty good for Corona. Corona is pretty popular actually it's funny during when COVID-19 first hit the first few months everyone was kind of locked in their house for quarantine uh, Corona actually reported higher sales even though their beer was called the same thing as the virus <laughs> so Corona beers were not impacted negatively by the Corona novel coronavirus it probably even helped them so 
Never, never underestimate a tragedy if you are in business. Okay, so here we go. You think about the history of beer. There's a reason why I think it's so ubiquitous and why it still sells to this day, even a millennial later. Like I was saying, 3,000 BC uh, in the ancient Samaria was when it was kind of first made and the first recipes were found. It could be as late or sorry, as early as 5,000 uh, BC, but it's crazy how long ago beer has been made. And, you know, if you think about it, even if it goes bad, there's no real life-threatening bacteria that can live in beer. So, you know, if it's sitting around or if you don't really get to it right away, it's still better than water historically. When you think about how the properties that get beer to what it is, like the fermentation process, make it healthier. Now, obviously, water's come a long way outside of the streams and lakes and ponds we used to get it from. Now it's triple filtered and water bottled and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot safer to drink water now. But back a thousand years ago, if you couldn't get water, but you could get beer, shit, you better bet your bottom dollar I'm drinking the beer first. Prior to the, and you think about America, right? Prior to the prohibition, beer was more commonly consumed than water in the States. So, and that's probably why prohibition happened because even though beer was drank more and it was a little bit safer perhaps from a health perspective and cleaner, depending on what part of the country, part of the America you're a part of, it was still making everyone kind of degenerates, right? There's a lot of domestic issues, domestic abuse and public drunkenness and all that craziness. From the year 1900 to 1915, five years before the 18th Amendment passed, which was the Prohibition Amendment, the average adult in America drank 2.5 gallons of pure alcohol per year, which is about eight, 13 standard drinks per week. So 13 drinks a week. So all these guys. So you think about this. The three biggest beer companies in the United States, Coors, Miller, and Bob Weiser, Anheuser-Busch, are all German immigrants during the years of 1850 to 1880. So in that 30-year clip, those three guys founded the three biggest beer conglomerates in the world as they exist today. And because I'm a Canadian, this is uh, I'm, I'm recording in Canada, I love Canadian beer, I'll give one shout-out to Molson. Uh, it was founded in 1786, which is way before any of these Germans got to the United States, but uh, respect to that. 1786, the Molson family. Uh, in uh, in Montreal, I think, or, or Quebec City started Molson Beer. And uh, I think we'll round this out with a few stats about ads. Because when I'm over watching TV, I, I'm guaranteed to see one of the two things. I'm either going to see a beer commercial or I'm going to see a car commercial. Probably Mazda or some other kind of mid-size SUV with 0% down and nine easy pavements of whatever bullshit. It's just... Uh, I, I'm almost amused by them now. I used to be annoyed, but now I'm like, okay, you guys are hustling hard. It's almost like when you when you when you go into Google and you type something, you you always get the first uh, ad at the top for, of Google, like the suggested ads. Those suggested ads are paid for. There's a reason why they're at the top of the Google ranks. It's because they're paying for it. They believe in their product that much, and they have the money to spend on marketing. They're probably they're probably a safe bet to pick on that item. Anyhow, any hizzle, let's go to advertising beer. This, the beer spend in the United States is tremendous. Okay, so in Al- the beer, beer ad spend in the United States in 2020 was 7.7, 7, 
or was $6.7 billion, okay, for advertising. And, uh, oh yeah, here it is. Alcohol brands spend twice as much on television as the average brand. Beer is more than likely to spend twice as much as, I don't know, a hair company, uh, like a L'Oreal or a, like a TV company like Samsung. They're more than likely to spend twice as much. And they wouldn't be spending the money if they didn't get an ROI. So it must work. I've been hungover a few times where I'll be watching TV and I see a beer ad come on and it just makes me even more sick. But then they're planting the seed for the next time I go out. They, uh, they've they've kind of cornered the market on the advertising. But yeah, those are big numbers. So that's beer. That's the suds in the bucket. That's a beer in the bucket, buddy. Duff Band. Can't breathe. Oh, no. What are your guys' favorite Miller or beer ad campaigns? I used to love the uh, Coors Light ones with Sam Elliott narrating Coors, the banquet beer. We can trust with our backcountry barley that we're going to give you a beer that you cherish and love with your loved ones. Just remember to get Coors Banquet at your next beer visit. But uh, while I'm on the podcast, I got to really shout out. I'm from Alberta. You got to shout out the local breweries, right? The craft brewing industry is just absolutely taking off. There's a lot of craft breweries who are just completely killing it. In Edmonton, oh my God, there's so many. There's Campio, right? There's Odd Company. Um, you have uh, Situation, Sea <sighs> uh, Change, Alley Cat, uh, Big Rock. Uh, you know, you have so many companies that have been doing it for so for so long, and they're really, really doing a great job of distributing and getting the word out and making really good beers. I mean, yeah, we could talk about Bud Light all day, but I mean, are they making really great beers? No. I mean, is it offensive? No, but that's why they sell so well. But if you want a really flavorful beer, you got to go to your local craft brewery. Go to the local guys. I love I love Campio. Sea Change is another one. Sea Change Brewing. They're really doing good a good job. And I'm just talking here in Edmonton. If you go down the highway in Middle Alberta, you know you got Blind Man Brewing. Great. That's probably my favorite one, honestly. And Blind Man, if you're listening to this, holler at your boy. I'd love to do a collab. But <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, like Blind Man makes some of my favorite beers. And uh, you go all the way to to Calgary, right? You got Banded Peak. Uh, cabin brewing you've got cabin brewing down there but yeah honestly so many there's literally i could do a whole podcast just about the craft brewery scene in alberta because they're really they're just blowing our blowing our socks off with the quality of beers the flavor of beers because flavor is the name of the game and that's i think that's why they're taking up so much of the market share the the big five that i mentioned the moors the cores all those guys they had virtual monopolies over the beer industry and i think that with the advent of a lot of regulations and policies being passed by local governments to allow for microbreweries and to really open the market up it's it spurred like a new cottage industry where where like in 2001 if someone was saying hey i'm gonna start a brewery someone would look at you weird be like are you crazy like you're gonna compete with labatt you're gonna compete with molson you're gonna compete with budweiser and anheuser bush and coors light now it's like, oh, cool, you're going to do that. I'll support you. And 100 people, hundred other people will. And uh, they got these tap rooms and you do these events and they throw concerts. Like, they're killing it. So 
if I knew how to do it, I would. Um, but until then, I'm just going to continue to drink my Blind Man and any other kind of breweries in Alberta that really kind of uh, hit that spot. But man, beer, beer, the wonderful drink. The more you drink, the less you think. The less you think, the better you feel. So let's have beer at every meal. Until next time, I'll see you at the bar. Peace. Peace.